What's up, guys? Before we get into this Patriots pre-draft podcast, I'd like to give you another electric ad read for our presenting sponsor, One for One Clothing Company. Their mission statement, be unwavering in both quality and morality. Their slogan, wear change. For every article of clothing sold, they donate one item to the homeless. These donations include blankets, beanies, gloves, underwear, and towels. They also have bandanas for your dogs. For every bandana sold, they donate one can of high-quality wet dog food to the Pets of the Homeless program. Their clothing is made with only the highest quality materials consisting of duo and tri-blends. And if you shop right now and use the discount code SOB10, that's SOB10 at checkout, you'll get 10% off your order. Um, I'm actually headed there uh, to the to the one-for-one one clothing company headquarters uh, less, a little less than a month from now, actually, in, uh, at the end of May, heading out to San Diego to um, do a little R&D, maybe mix in a little R&R while I'm there as well, for sure. Uh, really looking forward to that. So you guys should definitely, definitely check them out. They're at One for One Clothing Co. on Instagram. Uh, their website is oneforoneclothingcompany.com. And yeah, go check them out. Definitely be on the lookout. We might do a quick, uh, I don't know if they're up for it, maybe a five or ten minute, just a little snippet show. Uh, I'm sure we'll have a couple of drinks in us. I might uh, <clears throat> I might pull out the, the, the laptop and just hit record and see... Uh, Show you guys the, the the faces behind the the ad read that I've been doing for however many months I've been doing the podcast already. So I think that could be pretty fun. So um, yeah, stay tuned for that. And yeah, here we go. Patriots pre-draft podcast. Let's get it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the state of Boston, the Patriots pre-draft episode. God, I love that. I do too, Dan. I do too. So, what I've learned over the last few days, both nationally and locally, you know, watching watching and reading a lot of content uh, over the last few days, preparing for the draft. No one really fucking has any idea what's going to happen tomorrow night. I mean, <laughs> the exception of the first two picks, there's just absolutely no way to nail down what's going to happen. I saw something uh, on Barstool earlier. Coley Mick, who's just a genius writer, the, I'm pretty sure he's the editor-in-chief over there now. Yeah, he did a breakdown of the 1998 NFL draft, and they're just cutting down Randy Moss, the, be- the, the best wide receiver who's ever laced him up. Like... You're like, oh, he's too skinny. A lot of the same sentiments that Devonta Smith's getting, the wide receiver from Alabama that the Patriots are inter- interested in. Uh, too skinny, uh, won't go over the middle, uh, you know, fast but not fast enough to run away from the big hits of the NFL. The guy, the guy goes on to become the greatest wide receiver of all time. And don't give me your fucking Jerry Rice bullshit. Get out. Just get get out. Get the fuck out of here. All right. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear it. 
I mean, it's not. I get it. He won. He also had Joe Montana. We're getting off topic now. I could do four hours on Randy Moss versus Jerry Rice, but that's not why we're here. My point is, nobody really knows. Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper have, with maybe the with maybe the exception of being a weather person in San Diego, California, the cushiest job in America, possibly in the world. Think about it. There, there, there's no culpability or or accountability for anything they do. They work three days a year. This weekend coming up, they work three days. In the other 362 days, they watch college football and they break it down and they and they just that's it. That's that's all they do. They just watch college football. They get they get paid millions of dollars to do this. And there's no oh well you got nobody's keeping score. Nobody's keeping score on them. Well, I'm sure there's some asshole internet nerds that are keeping tallies on them and stuff, but not in the, like not in like the macro, not in the not in the big picture. They're already they're literally already on like the the day the day that the draft is over, even like the hour the draft is over, they both come out with their 2022 way too early mock draft for for next year. It's already done. Like I bet I bet it's already written. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And nobody cuz they're they're like all what's the What's the word I'm looking for? They're all they're there for the journey. They're not there for the results. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they're they're there to put in the work and to and to watch all this film and then tell you what they think and then immediately as soon as the draft is over, fuck it and brain dump it. Like that, that's what they do. It's unbelievable. It's like every college class you've ever taken. It's just like it's like oh well I'll learn this. I'll download all this information. I will do the final and then it's just all it's just all out the window that's what they get to do it's unbelievable they do it 365 days a year why not i mean i can do it i can do it for 15 minutes let's go all right so where are we where are we boom 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 okay so we start with the wild card the wild card is san francisco and their quarterback situation san francisco sent three first round picks to miami for their pick, which they owned from the Texans. This is like really showing their hand in their... I mean, they're clearly going to take one of the big five QBs who are left after Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson get taken. So uh, Tommy Curran from NBC Sports Boston came out today with a story, and he says the deal with Carolina and Teddy Bridgewater, Denver got Teddy Bridgewater and Carolina got a sixth-round pick, he says that that makes the Jimmy G deal to the Pats almost a foregone conclusion, whether it happens tonight or tomorrow night. So there's three things that can happen. And there's conflicting reports on Jimmy G as well. Some beat writers from here, like Curran, say Jimmy G's basically already a Patriot again. It's only a matter of time. Uh, there's others pushing a narrative that says this is the year Bill actually, quote unquote, gets his guy and trades up. Like, for example, according to another popular national football writer who's also very close ties with the Patriots, Burt Breer, uh, he's on Zolak and Bertrand all the time, very, very good uh, NFL insider. He said the Patriots can possibly trade up with Carolina, who he reported that they've already laid some groundwork this week with one another that would allow New England to trade up and get that eighth spot and get uh, Justin Fields. 
that is the rumored guy that Bill wants to get if they do trade up. Although this is Mr. Trade Back or out of the first round and get two higher second round picks for himself. So let's let's take that one with a grain of salt. But again, more more reports. More uh, Jeff Jeff Howe, who covers the Patriots for the Athletic. He's also reported the Patriots might have had trade discussions with the Falcons to move all the way up to number four to get Fields. I mean, either one of those situations would knock my socks off. I mean, if you this like I said, this is Bill Belichick. He he lives for value. He shops at BJ's. He buys used cars. He, I mean, he he wants to suck the value out of every orifice of life. So if he can get something for a deal or a steal without having to, not even overpaying, he tries to do things that cuts corners and doesn't. He doesn't want to pay what something's worth. He will always wants to pay less. So trading up. You have to take those conflicting reports with a grain of salt for sure. So that's one scenario that can happen. Another one is if you stand pat at 15, it's a big, what do you do? It's, again, something that hinges upon if Jim, if they can get a deal done for Jimmy G for a second rounder this year or next year, whatever. So if you are going to get that deal done, you go with one of the Alabama wide receivers if they're left. You go with uh, Jalen Waddell or uh, Devonta Smith. And then, boom, second round pick, you send to San Fran, they give you back Jimmy G, you're fucking cooking, you're competing again. You're competing for a division. If you if you see Bill go defense here, if you see him go edge rusher, or if Penn State linebacker Micah Parsons, who I talked about in the last Patriots podcast... If you get if you go there, that is I think that would be a red flag for fans because that's gonna show that either Bill's not gonna trade for Jimmy or he's just gonna you know, he's gonna remain hard headed and not budge on what he wants to give up for him. And that means acquiring him late if slash when San Francisco does cut him because they can wait till the last. I mean, they can wait till uh, you know f- rosters have to be finalized in late August and and cut him then. And then you know he's got ten days to learn the to relearn the Patriots playbook, which is like MIT level. <laughs> you know, it's it's. I definitely don't think Bill and Josh's system is something equivalent to riding a bike, if that makes sense. You know, it takes takes a while to keep your face in the in the book and and to get reps during mini camp and training camp uh that's coming up uh in in june i did they report in june this year i forget what the covid shit it's i think it's usually july but it's june this year uh i'm not sure and then there's the doomsday scenario where bill just remains bill and trades back or even out of the first round and then he targets one of those second-tier QBs like a Kellen Mund from A&M or Davis Mills from Stanford. And sadly, with Bill's track record, I just feel like I just feel like the latter scenario seems the most likely. I mean, again, almost all of these situations hinges upon the Jimmy G wild card. What Bill's willing to give up if he's willing to 
you know, bluff them, so to speak, and into doing a shitty deal for him, or if they stand pat and give Bill the finger and, you know, they make him squirm, then that becomes real bad. Then you got, I mean, then you still have Cam Newton here. I was actually listening to Felger and Maz a little bit earlier. I try not, I really try not to listen to them anymore. And now that I started the podcast, because I don't want to just like regurgitate the same shit. But they brought up a pretty good point too, that uh, in the San Francisco trade, they can throw in Cam Newton, possibly with uh, with with a pick or, or two. But I mean, what's, I mean, that, what a, talk about, talk about like a, a shitty parting gift. I mean, Oh yeah, and by the way, have have a uh, have a quarterback who can't throw, just and have the um and the, yeah, and here's the fucking here's the jelly gun from the Island of Misfit Toys, as well from Rudolph. Why not throw him in too? It's like I don't know, I don't know. I just think I think that's Bill's dream scenario is figuring a way to facilitate a deal very much like. Carolina and Denver did for Teddy Bridgewater like for example have San Francisco cover some of Jimmy's money in return you get a higher pick maybe even get an extra pick next year uh tie some conditions to it like if he plays x amount of games it it moves up or if if the Patriots make the playoffs and he plays x amount of games whatever whatever you can you can write the language in there but I think that's his dream scenario. And the interesting part of it all will be to see which side blinks first, really. I mean, if, like I said, if Bill can, you know, if Bill can kind of bluff San Francisco into, you know, he like, you're going to lose him for nothing. You're going to lose, you're going to lose him. I'll give you, I'll give you a third. I'll give you a third in Cam Newton. What what else are you going to get for him? Here's the three scenarios again. One, they trade up, they get Justin Fields, whether that's at eight with Carolina or at four with the Falcons. That would be a, an earthquake of a, I mean, that would be a seismic event if Bill Belichick traded up into the top 10. It would be mind numbing for everyone involved. The other, you stand pat and you either take one of the Alabama wide receivers and then do the trade for Jimmy G, or you stand pat and you go defense, or, again, I think the most likely situation, Bill trades back, gets a couple higher second-round picks, and takes either Kellen Mund or Davis Mills from Stanford. Honestly, I think the worst-case scenario is is them standing pat and taking a defensive player because that's that leaves so much open like there's so there's so many doubts there you know because if you know that you can get this deal done for Jimmy G you're going to bolster you're going to bolster your offense and draft one of these wide receivers if you're not sure if you're getting stonewalled all night tonight and all day and night tomorrow trying to get something anything trying to get San Francisco to budge to give you Jimmy G and you have to just make a decision and you're not sure if you're going to get him or when you're going to get him then I think that's a real I think it's a real doomsday scenario 
I just if they if they take a defensive player if they just stand pat and take a defensive player tomorrow, I think that's the worst outcome. Because at least if they trade, at least if they trade up, it's going to be exciting, you know. At least if they trade up and they take Justin Fields, I mean, it'll be it'll definitely be something to talk about. It'll probably be honestly next week might be. I mean, d- depending on what they do. Next week might be another Patriots episode. <laughs> I mean, if they if they get Jimmy G tomorrow, or if they trade up for the first time in the or not trade not for the first time ever. They, I think they traded up for to get the year they got Chandler Jones or Dante Hightower, whatever. If they trade up again for maybe the I don't know would it be the second time they ever did it? That's the only other time that I can remember off the top of my head. And trade up to get quote unquote the guy, the next, the heir apparent to lead the Patriots into the next however many 10, 15 years. Might might be getting back-to-back, uh, might be getting back-to-back Patriots episodes, boys and girls. So tune in tomorrow night. What time? I don't even know what time the fucking draft is on tomorrow night. What is it, 8? It's got to be on at 8. That wouldn't make any, it wouldn't make sense not to be. But regardless, I'll be watching it tomorrow night. I can't wait. Uh, I hope there's fireworks either way. And Enjoy. I appreciate you guys listening. I'd also appreciate a follow on Twitter. It's at state underscore Boston. And on Instagram, it's at the state of Boston. All right. Later.